Welcome to Mondo and Friends Season 3, presented by Verizon. My name is Mondo Fresco, and I am here with the incredible, the talented, uber-talented actress, host? Yeah, I guess. Doing it big? (laughs) Jessica Marie Garcia, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here. Season three, that's huge. Congratulations. We're doing it. I mean, season three, we got to do big. So we had to, you know, bring you and- (laughs) Get me. I'm sorry. To sit on that. <laughs> whoever whoever canceled last minute, I'm here. Thank you. Appreciate we, it. We had to have you sit on that on that chair, you know, and and uh and do it right, you know, for season three. Thank you, thank you. So Jess, uh I wanna talk about your journey up until this point. You know, you you've been hustling for 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 a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like at this point, um, you you have seen the ins and outs of the industry. And, you know, hopefully, not hopefully, I know that people will see and look at your story and, and be inspired by by it, um, by what I know. And I'm sure I'm going to learn more today. Oh, man. Um, I'm, I'm How much very, time you got? <laughs> very, I'm very inspired already. So I want to I want to take it back. People know you, you know, for, for playing different characters uh for different hit shows uh before you fell in love with with acting before the the arts came into play what's your first memory of of that of falling in love with the arts yeah oh ah. it started super young like i always tell people like i feel like i was like birthed saying a monologue like (laughs) i'm an only child so I just love being the center of attention and I and I also grew up with a single mom who worked all the time so like the TV was my babysitter so I fell in love with so many shows and but the thing is, is I never saw like Latinos on on TV unless it was like one of my mom's telenovelas and I was yeah. like I don't speak Spanish I don't know what they're doing I don't know what they're saying <laughs> so as much as I wanted to do this I didn't know it was possible but I was still putting on like little plays for my stuffed animals and for my mom and my family. Like I always just loved this. And when the internet happened, I would take scripts offline and make my own character in them. Wow. And it really wasn't until, well, there was two moments. I saw Funny Girl and I fell in love with that movie like so hardcore. Like I saw Barbara Streisand and she was this like, you know, this unconventional beauty who just demanded so much attention and had all this talent and i was like oh my god i want to do that but i was like but you know i'm a latina i don't know if that's if that's in the cards for me and then i saw john leguizamo and freak yeah and i was like wait what like he's telling stories that i understood like that was the first time i was like wait there are other people that know about you know getting a chocolate to the face like (laughs) that's not just me yeah so um i i saw that and i was like i want that and that really made me want to look into um, a high school that had a performing arts magnet in it in Orlando. And I auditioned, even though I didn't know what a monologue was. Like, wow. I, I remember getting um, made fun of and yelled at so hardcore because I was on stage pretending to be on the phone and I was like this. And that's like a no, no. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you hold the phone like this? I was like, no, you don't. I don't know. So um, that's, how it, that's how it started for me. But I, it was just a love for TV and film. That that is uh, interesting because at at what age are you at that point? Um, when I started high when school. You, in oh, high school. Well, I think I really fell in love with it when I was about eight years old. And when you start looking into that magnet school, how old? I was were like you twelve. At yeah. twelve, I was writing my own parts at twelve. And was there interest for other than like acting? 
Like, I think, was there singing? Was there... Singing, absolutely. Yeah. But I found out early on, I'm not great at it. <laughs> like, my mom would, like, hype me up and be like, oh, my God, you're so good. And I went, I did chorus and everything. And I, I keep getting told by actual singers that I have a really good tone, but I just don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like, it's like, I'm sharp. I'm flat. I'm all over the place. But I'm like, it's good, right? And then I listen back and I'm like, oh, no. No. <laughs> Maybe the, the triple threat is like not my future. Yeah, I'll stick to acting. It's not good. But writing, I think that from getting the stories offline and putting my own spin on them, yeah. it really gave me like the, the bug to want to write as well. At what point are you starting to audition? Like professionally? Yeah. Oh, not till I came out here. Oh, really? No, not until I was like 19. Yeah. And it was like, I'm going to get it right away. And it was like, no. No, I think I got a hundred no's before I got a maybe. When you move from from Florida. Orlando yeah. to to Los Angeles, mm -hmm. what do you tell your family? Or did they know it was coming? They knew it was coming. Um, I had a friend at the time who had gotten a manager in Florida that like kept pushing us to audition for um, a competition called Best New Talent. I don't mm. even know if it is in existence anymore, but you would audition for all these agents and all these managers and all these casting people. And at 16, I came here and did it. And I got nothing but no's. Everyone said no. And I, there was one agent that was like interested and that was the first agent I ever had, but they were out here. So I went right after high school, I came here and I started waiting tables and I was getting auditions, but I didn't know what the hell I was doing, honestly. And it took, I think, a solid year before I really started getting callbacks. Yeah. And then after that, it took like another year before I got anything. Just at, at that age, you're, you're so young, still at like 16 years old. Yeah. 16 through you said like 19 yeah. around that time mm -hmm. to get no's how how was that for you at what point do you realize all right well i'm gonna get a lot of no's let, let me just brush it off well i was really lucky because the magnet program i was a part of you were still a small fish in a big pond it was a very competitive program um joey fatone came out of there wayne brady came out of there like people that really understood like that ended up doing this for a living. Yeah. Um, so it was really competitive and I got no's all throughout high school. I didn't get in any of the major productions, which was really disheartening um, because I felt like I was really coming to my own as far as my craft. And she told us, our director told us from the very beginning, like, you're going to learn about rejection and you're going to thank me later. <laughs> and at the time I was like devastated, but it helped me coming here. But again, like my mom instilled this like never ending confidence in me. Wow, and beautiful. she was always like, you know, no one's better than you and you're not better than anybody else. And there's always going to be somebody prettier than you, funnier than you, more talented than you. You have to find out what's in about you that makes you different and yeah. bank on that. And when I came out here and I was getting a bunch of no's, even at my like darkest moments, there was still a part of me that was like, nah, girl, you can do this. Yeah, you can do this. Like, keep going. And I read something, I think it was Harrison Ford, that said that the only reason he got a break is because he stood in line long enough. And I always have that in my head. Like, I will, everyone, people come in, in droves to, to LA to, you know, do this. Yep. And then within a year, they're back home. Yeah. And I just refuse to be one of those. Like, I was like, I'm going to make this work for me. And if I have to, you know, make my own table to make room for myself, yep. I'll do it. Yep. Yeah. Let's talk about having your own table. Because okay. I feel like... You know, now uh, in, in 2022. Um, Is that what you were in? Jesus. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> in 
for the last two years ago. Right. Uh, how how important do you think that that is uh, for us, you know, being Latinos to also create our own table and, oh, it's, and have our own, create our own platforms, our own opportunities? It's imperative because nobody's doing it for us. And when we have it done for us, it's done incorrectly. And I think that that's why so many of our shows get canceled is because the first round of them were from people that thought they knew who we were and we mm. were just walking stereotypes. And it's, it's so tough because the shows that we have now, we'll get like two or three Latino shows at a time and then they cancel them right after another. Yeah. I know because I've been in them. Yeah. Um, but I think the ones that we have now are so great. And like Gordita Chronicles, like that yeah. show I think is so beautiful and so real because like I was a little Gordita, like I still am, but that's fine. But like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like I, I, I grew up like that. So I know exactly where it's coming from. So I think that when you get shows that have the representation behind the camera, as well as in front of the camera, it really shows. But I think the most important thing for us is we got to turn out for each other. Yeah. You know, we have to support our shows. And I think what happens is we're not a monolith, right? So we all have different stories to tell and we all come from different experiences. But when we don't see our exact experience on the TV, we don't watch it. Mm. We're okay watching all these white shows and not, you know, relating to them at all. That's fine. Right. But if it's show supposed to be for us and we don't relate, yeah. F it. It's not for us. Yeah. And it sucks because like it's still somebody's experience. We should still be supporting each other because if we don't, we're not going to get the opportunity to make more shows that are maybe like your experience right? or write your experience. Yeah. You know, like we just need more voices. I feel like there's a lot of uh, Latino stories. And like you said, there's there's, you know, Mexican, Dominican yeah. and Puerto Rican. And, you know, I can go on. Uh, and you're right. I think if if it's not a direct correlation it's like, well, that's not how I grew not, up. But but there is there's so many so many parallels. Yeah. Like maybe the the accent's a little different, mm -hmm. you know, but it's the same story. Yeah. Ultimately. It's the same family, it's the same values and it it's weird too because I feel like when you're in predominantly white spaces and you see another Latino, it doesn't matter where they're from. You're like, "Oh my god, hermano." Like, you get it. And it's like, "Why can't we do that when it comes to supporting us on screen?" Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like things are changing in, 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 in some way? Yeah, slowly. Yeah. But I think it is. I think as we like allow us to expand and have more opportunities, it's less vicious. You know, um, I think that when you can have two Latinos on a show instead of one, especially in the industry when it comes to like acting, we're not competing as much. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to. Yeah. Like we want to support each other and have like, you know, all this representation. We don't want to like fight tooth and nail for that one part. Because, yeah. like, I've been there, and it sucks. Hey, Mondo here. Right now, you deserve the network more people rely on. That's why Verizon is introducing Welcome Unlimited for just $30 per line per month with four lines and auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Their best price unlimited plan ever. Did you say $30? Yep, $30 in line per month for the whole familia. <laughs> Pretty cool, right? Wait, wait, where are you guys going? Guys? Guys. The network you want, the price you love. Switch to Verizon. Visit verizon.com slash mondo today. Guys, can someone turn the camera off now? Do you think as, as Latinos, we do a, a, a pretty good job at supporting one another? Or do you think we 
we we can we can do a little better i think we could do better yeah. i think that there's always room for improvement i think that we're really good at hyping each other up like together like in your face yeah. but i think when it comes to like really sitting down and like supporting each other like watching those shows or, or listening to the music it's not as it's not as there i think yeah. music wise actually it's a lot better um but television wise and film wise i think yeah. it's a little tougher I I, th I think with with music it's it's just a little more organic to, yeah. to collaborate, you know, to hey come on be in be on my song yeah. produce produce uh, I've been producing this song be on it that type of thing remixes mm -hmm. and all that it kind of allows for more collaboration. Um, I think it's cooler. I think it's like right now, like, you know, reggaeton or like, you know, listening to Bad Bunny or anything like that. Like that's super cool and in. I don't feel like our shows are in. You know, mm. like, I feel like we need to really tap into that young audience that yeah. like, you know, maybe that first and second generation Latinos that are like, hi, we're right here. Yeah. You know, we, we need short more shows about us and actually more shows that are just about us and not necessarily that la Latino. Or that's it. Like, yeah. it just needs to be authentically who we are. Yeah. And we are Latino. And that's, of course, going to change our story a bit. Yeah. I think what's what's amazing about about what you you in particularly do is you are a Latina in a space where it's not necessarily a Latino show. You know, and I think, like you said, we need more of that. We need mm -hmm. more, you know, if we have, um, you know, a Stranger Things, like to, let's, let's put some, some, some of us in there, yeah. you know? Big up um, to Eugene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Are so Latino in, in Hawkins. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right? Yeah, shout out to him. Right. Um, I love his role. In yeah. It. He's, he's, he's hilarious. So good. Um, I, I think we need to be in, in more of those, you know, type of shows and, and instead of just being a, a token right. Latino, um, but you know, you, you represent us very well and I think it's a beautiful thing. Oh, thank how, you. how do you think about that when, when you're, when you're on set, when you're on camera? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think about it and also like freaks me out that I'm like, am I ever going to be enough? Mm. I think that's what it really is. Um, I feel like I'm not American enough and I'm not Latino enough. Mm. And that's the tough, and I think so many of us fall in that and feel that way because I, I'm not fluent in Spanish. Please don't throw anything at me. Um, but I'm not. En, entonces, dime por qué. Ay, Dios uh, mío. Entiendo. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you feel like you're not, you know, American enough or you're not Mexican enough, I mean, and, or Latina enough? Um, or do you feel like that's what is that's the perception i think that's a really good question i think it is the perception because behind closed closed doors i feel enough of everything i'm me if i don't know why i have to fit into any of these boxes like i'm, I'm living my life organically why isn't that enough yeah you know i feel like you know my mom's cuban and she left cuba at a young age and her family wanted us to have you know a better life this is my better life why isn't that enough why does that make me less of anything yeah I, uh, one of my, one of my favorite lines that I ever heard someone say was from Becky G. She oh, was I didn't on our, say that. She I was on our show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love Becky G though. Yeah. Becky G said, uh, cause you know, sometimes we say we're 50% American, 50%. She says, I'm 200%. She said, I'm a hundred percent American and I'm a hundred percent Mexican. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Because we are. We're American, 100%. You know, and, and we're Latino too, yeah. 100%. Um, 
Um, so I, I think that's, it is tough though. I think it, that, I think more so it is a, the perception. I mean, even the, in the, in the Latino community, I mean, I guess they're the toughest. Yeah. Oh my God. They're the toughest. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's like you're, you're just, I speak fluent Spanish. Do you want a prize? <laughs> I'm so happy yeah, for you. Muy bien. Ay, Dios mío. Get, Wrap it up. <laughs> I speak fluent Spanish, but I'm saying that only because, um, you know, that doesn't make me more Latino. Doesn't Thank make you. Me more, Did you hear that? Make me more Mexican. It doesn't, mm -hmm. Jess, because I, I go to certain places where I don't feel as, and it's not because I, don't, I, I speaking the language doesn't make me any more any less you know yeah. um it's it, they're just certain um uh what's the what's the word certain spaces where it's just not me you know i can go and hang out with with uh certain family members that are into a different type of music genre a different type of like circle and and i just don't feel as as connected you know and uh, but that doesn't make me any any less Latino, you know. But don't get me wrong; like I think it's so beautiful to speak the language, and I and I want to learn more. But I think what happens is when I grew up, my my parents would speak to me. My parents, my mom would speak to me in Spanish. I would always answer in English, so that's why I understand everything. But when I go to speak it, I'm so hesitant because like she'll be the first one to laugh at what I said. Like, what'd you say? Say it again. Did you hear? Say it again. What you said? <laughs> yeah, 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 How'd you say yeah, yeah. it? And yeah. it's like. It, it makes me so nervous. Yeah. And even on, on my block, like I would like Julio was so big on like, I'll, I'll teach you, like, just talk with me every day. It'll be fine. And then I would go do it. And like Jason would be like, what did you say? What did you hear what you said? It's like we're so <laughs> shitty to each other in such a good way, in right, such a good right. way. But like it's it's sometimes you're like, oh, I can't. So I just kind of like roll into a ball and I'm like, I don't I shouldn't even try. What's interesting, too. And, and uh, you know, again, I, 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 I speak. I, I can't even speak English right now. Um, it's very good. I understand. I'm, I'm just kidding. That's such like a rude thing to say. Your English is really good. You're doing a great job. I almost can't tell you're brown. Exactly. Thank you. Thank it's really you. good. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, I was going to say my my Spanish. Um, I lost my train of thought. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I have an effect on some men. It's like. But yes, Jess. No, I, I think that. You know, Latinidad is not based on the language, right? Mm -hmm. We are who we are. Uh, shout out to Kesha. <laughs> uh, I was like, she's Latina? <laughs> we are wow. who we are. Sorry, uh, DJing and no, all No, 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 I love My it. My brain works like yeah. that, you know? Um, do you feel like you need to um, carry yourself differently, maybe even like code switch when you're not around Latinos? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I feel like I do it when I'm around Latinos as well, mm. because I'm like, oh, maybe if I throw in like a mira or like a pero, like I'll feel more like they think I belong here. <laughs> um, and I think that's also because I represent a small group of Latinas that are working in this industry. Mm. And if I don't live up to their expectations, like I can't tell you how many people have come up to me and like their moms and their grandmothers come up to me and they're speaking to me in Spanish. And when I go to answer them in English, the disappointment on their face. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, it feels like such a gut punch. Mm. So I feel like I've had to code switch, but on both sides. But I think that is, again, a perception of myself that I have to kind of get over. Yeah. Tell me about working on on my block. 
you were around, you know, uh, uh, many creatives that mm-hmm. that are uh, are killing it, and I know yeah. that was a big platform for for a lot of the the talent on on that on that yeah. show. Uh, a lot of Latinos were, you know, a part of that that show, um, and you know, you guys are blowing up, man. Uh, how was it to work on on that show? It was such a journey. I have to say like we were like the little show that could even after like four years of the show we were still like on the super cheap end of making the show Mm. so it wasn't like we were given all these amenities because we were hit and i think that those were little things that we realized we weren't as good as like another like white show Mm, because we were still like only given so much so as much as like people were like oh my god you guys are a hit we're all like scrapping to like, can we afford a stylist? Can we afford hair and makeup for this event? Can we get invited to these things? Like we were still reminded very often that we were a little show that just a lot of people loved and enjoyed. So I think our, the biggest thing I got from the show besides this family that yeah. I will always have with, with this cast and with, with a lot of the crew was our fans. Because yep. if it wasn't for them, we would have never had a season two, ever. We were the little show that like, oh, well, we'll see what this one does. And it blew up. We were the number one binge show of 2018. Wow. Nobody saw that coming. But the only reason that was is because people talked about it. Yeah. And that's what we're so thankful for. Like, I'm sitting here today because people watched it. And that was like, I will always be thankful. That's why I will take every picture. I will sign everything because like I owe everything to them. That's that's that that is uh, such a special show. Uh, what do you think it, it made it so unique to... Because I feel like it, it transcended the Latino audience. Absolutely. Because it was a YA show. I think that we don't get a lot of young adult shows uh, for Latinos. And I think it, was, it wasn't just a Latino show. It was, it was a brown and black show. And that's what I think was so important because we don't have a lot of shows where we're together. Yeah. We're, we're the other, right? Yeah. So we either get this or it's a white family with a brown friend or it's a white family with a black friend. We don't typically get a whole show mm-hmm. with all of us. And that meant a lot to us. And like Sierra, she's playing an Afro-Latina. Yeah. And I think that's a whole other, a whole other topic, especially talking about Latinidad, is like we don't, we don't support and celebrate our Afro-Latinos as much. It's either like, oh, no, they're black. They're not they're not part of us. Right. And I think that's so messed up. So I think that hopefully that's changing as well. Our idea of what a Latino is supposed to look like, because I get to be look like this. Right. Yes. So my auditions, I'm Latina when I have so many Afro Latino friends that don't get to go out that speak perfect Spanish yep. that don't get to go out for the same auditions as me because they're like, oh, no, no, you're black. Right. And that's not fair. Right. So I think that that's something that's so special about on my block is they showed m- many more colors to who we are. Yeah, I, th- I think it was um, also it helped with uh, the stereotypes. Yeah. Um, of of kind of crushing some of the stereotypes and not just like pinning every show, every uh, joke just on on that. Yeah. You know? And I think especially because we've gotten told like, well, uh, Jasmine specifically could have been a could have been a stereotype. But I was so big on, like, I was a class clown. So I know that that class clown goes home and has the hardest time. Yeah. Comedy stems from drama. I yeah. thoroughly believe that. And when, you're, when you are using that kind of, like, comedy to mask what you're really going through, 
I get that. And I knew that that's what Jasmine was, what was happening with Jasmine. Yeah. So in season two, when they allowed you to go home with her and see that her father, you know, was a, was a vet in Afghanistan and is going through so much and is pretty much canatonic, like you could see like, oh, maybe she's not just a punching bag. Maybe she's saying the joke before she is the joke. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. I related to so much. And with with the gang um, part of our show, what I think was so was so great about our show is you get to see where they're coming from. Yeah. You get to see how a kid gets put into those positions. Yeah. They're not just a statistic or they're not just a, like a group of bad guys. You see, this was a good kid, yeah. a smart kid who had all this potential, but who couldn't get out of it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we don't get an opportunity to share that because stereotypes do come from somewhere, right? Yeah. But if you humanize them, that changes the narrative. For sure. Uh, what would you say is your favorite season of on my block? Yeah. Oh my God. I would say season one, just because of that cliffhanger at the end, but season two. Yeah. Because I got to play more. <laughs> I was a little bit in there more in season two. Um, yeah, I would say season two was my favorite because I got to spend more time with, with the whole cast. Uh, the only thing I would say is I wish I got to spend more time with spooky, like Julio's character because we're so close in real life. And I we got to see him from afar, and he was always like spooky. So I was like, oh okay, I'll just. He was oh, he was always in character. Oh yeah. Oh really? Because he's very different than spooky. He is like a California surfing, like cool, laid back guy who's always singing with his his uh, acoustic guitar, whether you want him to or not. Yeah. Like that is Julio. So playing spooky is a very different character for him, and he takes it very seriously. So he's like you know, pumping himself up, like he's, you know, getting angry. You see that eyebrow raise and you go, okay, I'm going to leave him alone for a little while. Wow. Yeah. And and Spooky became a fan favorite. Oh, yeah. Well, because he's fine. (laughs) I mean, let's get real. But it's 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 so funny. It's so funny how like people literally go crazy for him, but they don't recognize him with hair. So it's like they'll see us and they're like, oh, my God, Jasmine, oh, my God, Ruby. And then they're like, who are you? (gasps) Like it takes a hot second for them to realize it's him. It's so funny. I remember seeing, I don't know if it was a meme or something like that. And they showed and they were like, this is how spooky looks now. And, you know, he had grown his hair out and all that. And the comments were like blowing up like, what? Yeah. Or him (laughs) and Selena with the with the uh, uh, what is it? with the long hair in the in the back the party in the front or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. Um, like a mullet. mullet yeah that long mullet it's so funny like every job he gets he's got to have like ridiculous hair <laughs> i don't know what it is what would you say is the biggest lesson that you learn on on that set of of on my block the biggest lesson <sighs> i think it was to stand up for myself and to speak when I'm when then something is happening. I think for the longest time when I was on set, I was just so grateful, which I think is a lot of like Latinos in general. It's always like, don't, you know, don't make any waves. We're just happy to be here. Like, you know, just work hard and that's it. And I did that for a long time. And I because I think there was one time there was a joke that I thought could be interpreted a way that I didn't want it to be. Mm. And I kind of put my foot down and was like, I'm not going to say this. Nice. And I thought I was going to be met with like a lot of like problems or what. And and they they were very open and were like, oh, yeah, like we can change that. I think old Jess would have maybe just said it. Mm. And I would have been so regretful. I didn't think it was something that Jasmine would do or say. So I was really um, 
happy with myself that I stood up for myself because I was like, you know what? I've been in this industry for a hot minute. Yeah. I deserve an opinion. Yeah. And I'm going to take it. And then I was still like, is that okay? <laughs> but I was that all right? Yeah, yeah. So I was proud of myself and I, I continue to do that. And do you feel like that, that growth happened within the span of that show? Yes. And also when I was on Betch, I was on an all girl sketch group. And we did like Hulu and Amazon. Like we did, a, uh, we were on a few things and it was so creatively open that I was able to like pitch my own jokes and like say my own things. And, and I wrote my own sketch. And in that, I kind of felt this like power. And I was like, you know, I'm good at this. Like I, my opinion does matter, especially if it's like my face that's saying whatever it is or doing anything. I mean, season one, I peed in a damn sink. <laughs> like, come on. I, sh I think I've gained some kind of like, I have an opinion. And I think that really helped me to even not only to just say whatever I'm feeling, but also make choices. Mm -hmm. I think that before that I was like, oh, I mean, I could do this as an actor, but maybe, maybe I'll just stick to the script. And now with Jasmine too, I went into that audition and I said what was on the page, but I kind of said what I wanted. Yeah. I added my own little flavor because now when I go into roles, I'm like, yes, you want this person, but I'm going to show you how I'm going to play this person. Yeah. And I used to be scared of that. And now I embrace it. What do you remember of, of that audition? Oh my, that it was so fun. I, I live to make people laugh. It's my favorite thing in the world. It's my love language. So when I was in that audition and I, and I saw the casting director laugh, I just like keep going. Yeah. Like I just live for it. So I would, I'd throw my own things. I'd throw my own lines in there and they loved it. Thank God. Cause some people are like really sticklers onto what they wrote on the page and I can do that too, yeah. but let me show you what I would bring to it and not just some other person, you know? Yeah. What would you say is the most challenging part of your career? Ooh, well, as far as challenging goes, I, Definitely think the rejection is not something you ever get used to. Yeah. Especially when you love a character and like you get an audition and you read it and you love it and yeah. then you get a call back and then you go back and you audition again and then you go to studio and you audition again. You really almost form a relationship with this character mm. and then it breaks up with you and then you're never supposed to think about it again. And then you want to watch it, right? <laughs> and then they put it on billboards and you're like, great. Um, this is, I'm really excited to watch this. I typically, little tidbit, don't watch anything I auditioned for and didn't get. Mm. I typically don't. That's typically but you but you have i have i have especially if like my one of my friends gets it then yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 then i of course i would rather it go to them yeah and uh and then i'll support that but like a lot of times i don't like um father of the bride mm -hmm. i went far in father of the bride and then didn't get it and i was like but i'm still gonna watch this freaking movie because i gotta support my <laughs> latinos and like and then i was like why did i really like this movie i shouldn't have really liked it but like, yeah, no, I get, I get petty. I get petty about it. Cause I just, you fall in love with these characters and you like get so excited to play them and then they just take them away from you. So that's really hard. And then I think trying to have longevity yeah. in this industry is so hard, especially as a Latina, especially as a woman and getting older. I mean, I will forever be 17, Yeah. but yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy because like, you'll get a job. Like I can never get a job after on my block. And then what happens? 
just like the cast of Liv and Maddie, like they were so talented that I was so nervous that they're going to go all and do all these incredible things. And I'm just going to be like that, mo like that Miss Mojo video where they're like, what actors from Disney didn't work afterwards? Like, you know, I was like, I'm going to be on some YouTube compilation. Where about, are they now? Exactly. And they're like, she's still at home. Like, <laughs> so that was something that was always in the back of my head. So longevity is really hard in this industry. Yeah. And you really kind of have to wear multiple hats in order to stay you know, working. Yeah. So that was another thing that terrified me. And even after on my block, I was like, is anyone going to care to hire me again? So the fact that people do is, is, a, is a miracle because the percentage of working actors in this industry is very, very small. It I wouldn't not, say miracle because yeah. you put in the work and you're very talented. Thank you. But even in that, I mean, I appreciate that more than anything. And I hope we got that sound bite so I can replay yeah, it yeah, whenever I'm that, not feeling. That, oh, perfect. Just, in, you know, when I'm feeling down, I need to rehear that. Checks in the mail. <laughs> Thank I, you. I hope. <laughs> get the right address yeah. but it's it's tough because there are so many incredible actors out there that will never get the opportunity that i have so i just try not to squander it uh do you feel like that's that's just something that comes with with the territory of acting like for for most actors is, is that like where is it my next yeah coming from oh yeah especially when you've gotten so many no's like i was waiting tables for the first three seasons of living maddie because I was a guest star. They could wow. call me this week. They might not never call me again. So I needed to make sure that I had a job. And I would like deliver burgers and like take a picture with your kids. Like that was just kind of what I did. Wow. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. There's just no shame in having a, a job and yeah. making a paycheck regardless yeah. of what that is. Like this yeah. is real life. I'm not trying to be like I'm too cool for school to wait tables because that's not the case. So um, I think it's true for, for many actors. I think it's just hard because once you've made a name for yourself, getting a normal everyday job, people look down on that. And right. like, oh, you didn't succeed. And it's like, no, I needed to eat. <laughs> and it's not like you get a job and all of a sudden you're a millionaire. Yeah. That's not how it works at all. I think that's the, the perception of, of what many people think about entertainment is mm -hmm. you are in entertainment. You have a lot of money. Yep. No. You're rich. No. You're on the big screen. You're this on is ASOS. <laughs> okay no well it looks like uh armani oh thank you yeah. it, could, it could be it's not it's asos <laughs> but that's it, also it's like people don't realize that you owe taxes you owe a manager an agent your lawyer your business manager you owe percentage to uh whoever does your hair your makeup your clothes like none of that is free right and by the time you get your check you're like okay what do I do? It's not, it's not all glam and it's not, it's just a perception. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is the biggest misconception of, of being in the industry? I think the, one of the biggest misconceptions is that you'll just get here and be famous. You know, that it doesn't take the work that it does because it really, really does. And I think it is what we just talked about. I think it is the money. I think people think that, oh, if I book one job, I, I'm famous and I'm rich and that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrifying. It really is. Like, you'll work really a lot one year, and then the next year, like, okay, if I just save this money, if I take it from my savings or my pension and put it in my regular account, am I gonna be okay? Like, it's it's terrifying. It really is. Yeah, yeah. And now I have a kid. Yeah. So it's like, okay. How has motherhood changed your your outlook in life? It's changed everything, but also I've realized what's important and what's not. I, it, it takes me, it takes a lot for me to leave my house to do anything that doesn't involve her. Like, I just don't care. Like people are like, come to this premiere or come to, you know, Puerto Rico for three days. I'm like, I'm not taking my six month old. So no. Yeah. Like it's, even if it's like an opportunity, it's like, 
it's hard for me to 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 cave on that. Like she is everything. I don't want to miss a moment. I, I just shot a short film and she like almost crawled and I and I missed it. And I was like, oh, I would have lost my mind if I missed that. <laughs> so it's just I, I everything I do is for her. My dreams have changed. I think that like before I was very like uh, goal oriented and I want to do this and I want to master this and I want to be this huge star or whatever. But really, I just want to be successful so that she can have everything she's ever wanted. Wow. You know, it's changed. Wow. What do you think she's taught you? Patience. <laughs> that sleep is a luxury. Yeah. Uh, she's taught me what love is. 100 percent wow no no shade to my husband i do love him very much but there's something about like looking at her face where i think he would say the same is just like it's just this I, there's nothing i wouldn't do for her yeah there's no one i wouldn't kill for her there's nothing i wouldn't do to not protect her like she is everything she's the reason i'm here is she crawling now she's scooting she's Great. like popping her butt out and like pulling but she like keeps her head down when she's doing it and she's only six months old so it's still pretty yeah. early for her to do that she was a really early roller um i could talk about her all day yeah um, no she's oh no the pictures are coming right i know right <laughs> i yo i used to just have pictures like selfies of me like i was looking good today so i'm gonna have 1800 pictures of this like just always doing the same face like 100 million but now that it's her, it's only pictures of her. Yeah. I have deleted every picture of me. Like if it's a picture of me, I've already deleted it. Like <laughs> just so I can make room for more pictures right, of her. Right, right. I have a, like, I, I, I'm stealing this from another comedian. I don't know who it is, but I have more pictures of my daughter on my phone than my father's ever looked at me. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you know, you, you have family, you know, you have, I know, I know that was, um, uh, a, a huge I mean for anyone really um, to to be in the industry and in the entertainment industry and and have a, a family do you feel like that prior to did you feel that was going to to make things you know difficult did oh, you yeah. yeah oh yeah I knew that for I okay so um, I'm currently in development for my own projects right and we were pitching them at the time that I found out I was pregnant. And I was like, oh, no, if they find out that I'm pregnant, I won't be able to work this, these dates. Are they going to say no to me? So I would like I kept it hush hush for a really long time until that ink was signed because I was so nervous. And then yeah. it was like, OK, but once I have the baby, like, how am I going to juggle being at work and being with the baby? Because, you know, we're Latino. I'm not letting anyone just take right. care of my kid. Like, that's right. just not going to happen. So how do I juggle? My husband's in the industry too. He's a set de decorator. Oh, so nice. it's like, if one of us works, do both of us work? Like, how do, how do we do this? And you, it, it's, a ter it's still terrifying to me. Like, it's still a juggle. But I think I was just more nervous that what roles am I going to get? Am I only going to get like mom roles? Which is fine with me. I don't care. Yeah. The, the jig is up. I'm not a teenager, <laughs> but it was, it was just kind of like this industry is so harsh once they know certain things about you. And I just wanted to be able to play multiple things and who knows what they're going to do. I love how you embraced it all though, from announcing, you know, your pregnancy to your baby, to your man, you know, getting married. And, um, you were like, this is me as mm -hmm. opposed to trying to, you know, hide it, hide it. 
or be like, oh my God, my quinceañera is next week. I promise. <laughs> I, I just make it because I, I can't be fake or phony. It's too much to. It's too much work. To, yeah, it's yeah. too much to keep up with. And I love who I am. And if other people don't, that's like whatever. And again, we talked about making our own room at the table. And it's like, if, if they're not going to pick me for this, I'm going to do it myself. Like I, I'm a writer, I'm producing, I can, I, I'm in development. Like I'll do it on my own. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't want to hide that. My life is beautiful. Why would I hide that? And you've seen that, you see that with like, you know, actresses who started, uh, who had, were on a hit show and, and then they're like, I can, you know, Eva Longoria, uh, Gina Rodriguez, Zoe Zaldana. I mm -hmm. mean, you, you see these, these, uh, hit shows and then they themselves start, you know, not just having a, a, a seat in the table, but creating yeah. their own table. Absolutely. You um, have to. And I think that's awesome that, that, that you're doing that now. What can you tell us about that? Well, basically, <laughs> things are still very early development, but it's the stories that I want to tell. There's a, a very like autobiographical, I would say, just kind of like how I got here. But I think one of the reasons they do that is because they do want to hear those stories told more organically and mm. tell the stories that they want to see. Yeah. And that's really important to me. Um, also showing all the different shades of Latino and like who we are, but just knowing that that's not 100% of what we are. That's not our complete story. And that's what I want to show. Like I want to show the story of my mom and how she got here. Like there are just so many different stories that I want to tell that I feel like I'm in more of a place that people would listen to me. Um, before I don't think it, I was that confident. So just like, you know, early development of certain things, working with some really incredible producers and getting things done, you know? There are uh, films, documentaries, uh, comedies, sitcoms, mm -hmm. and, you know, what genre of, of that do you feel you want to attack first? Well, I want to do a lot. I, I love shows. I, uh, comedies are really close to my heart. But again, when we were talking about comedies, I do feel like they do stem from drama. So I would love to see myself in like a 30 minute dramedy. But also, I feel like there needs to be a resurgence of the sitcom. Mm. I, it, it's tough now because a lot of people can't handle a laugh track. And I get it, especially on a streaming service. That's hard to swallow. But as a mom that multi-cam schedule is gucci <laughs> you work monday through thursday you get home by four o'clock and then friday you have a live show so it's almost like you're doing theater that's the best it's the best schedule ever and i love it so i would love to kind of do that but i also miss film there's something so beautiful and and the family that you build on a film and it's you're only there for like a month or two months yeah. or you do a short film you're there for four days that kind of camaraderie i love that too so i want to I want to do it all. And I also want to direct. Mm. I, I feel like one of the reasons I'm a good actor is because I think like a director. Yeah. Like I'm very aware of where the camera is or like what I'm supposed to be doing. And I don't only think of myself as an actor, which is very difficult and, and rare for actors, I hear. But um, it's it's something that I love. And I, I feel like like I've seen Gina direct, like I've had the opportunity to be directed by Gina. And it's just very inspiring to see you know, Latinas in that, those um, positions. And I want to be one of them. Yeah. And young Latinas too. Yeah. Which I She's think probably is, younger than me. 
<laughs> don't look that up. But she's probably younger than me. I don't. I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. But, but she's she's still young. Yeah, she's very young. Just to just her quinceañera is also next week. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I'm gonna crash both. I crashed quinceañeras when I was a teenager. How rude. Rude. Did you like find out their color scheme ahead of time and like dress? I mean, I wasn't a, like a like a chambelan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would just like crash the party, you know? And like, be like, like oh, I'm, 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 I'm Tio Tony. <laughs> I'm Primo Tony. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, why, why was that in the Italian accent? I'm Primo Tony. I, oh, I, sometimes I speak Spanish in an Italian accent. No, it was really me. not good. <laughs> no, but I do, for real. That's like a true confession. It's not good. I, uh, yeah, I would, I would crash quinceañeras because I used to love dancing salsa. And well, you could do that and be invited or like ask them and they might let you in. But it was like, hey, so-and-so's cousins, cousins having a quinceañera. And then my friends and I would just like show up and we just like dance salsa at all the local quinceañeras here in L.A. That's like don't a look really at me like weird that. flex. That, that's, like, I don't know how a, I feel that about was, that. That was, that was cool. That, that was, was a, a cool thing to do? That was a cool thing to do. Right, guys? <laughs> how many quinceañeras did you all crash like i have questions did you bring a gift at least see at, at 50 he's 15 you know around that time you can't go to like clubs. you didn't answer my question wait what was your question you didn't bring a gift no <laughs> i didn't i mean i didn't know the 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 quinceañera herself hey gift cards are international like yeah, I mean, gift, gift cards weren't that popular then, you know? You know what's not less popular? Going <laughs> to a quinceanera without a gift. They had no clue. I was, you know, I was just wow. having a good time dancing. Wow. What, what, what wrong? I shouldn't have come today. <laughs> what wrong does really dancing do, Jess? All right, well, did you have a quinceanera? Of course I did. Yeah, how was your quinceanera? <laughs> it was Lit? the most untraditional quinceanera ever. Um, I had a short dress. It was sparkly, I, but I did have a crown. I had really bad blonde highlights and purple contacts. Mm. It was it was a look, but I had like the last dance party that everyone was like cool with having. So we like in or this is in Orlando, mind you. I'm like the sole Mexican in Orlando at the time. Um, so it was just like we we rented out like um, I don't know like an area, and it was just a bunch of friends that came and we did a dance party. It was nothing traditional about my quince. Like, I really hope that Selena wants a traditional quince because I want to live vicariously through her. You can crash her quince if you want. But you got to bring a gift because that's some BS. My quinceañera crashing days are are behind me. Okay, maybe you'll be invited. That I I would go. I'll I'll bring a gift. Okay. And not a gift card. It's something. Jesus. (laughs) I brought myself. Tell me more about the purple contacts. I wanted to be Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. It was a vibe. And it was like this 2000. So it had like sparkly eyeshadow. It was a vibe. It was a vibe. It was, <laughs> I used to, I think I just wanted to be something else. Like I just wanted to be like more interesting. So I had like purple contacts, I had green contacts, but my green contacts were somebody else's contacts with a you, prescription. Wow. Really messed up my eyes. I <laughs> <laughs> do not recommend you do that. I want to see pictures there. Oh, I have them. I will show yeah. them to you. Was, and I had like the chunky Kelly Clarkson American Idol blonde highlights. Yeah. Yep. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Never again. Never again. It was a, it was a time. But yeah. I want to talk about. Uh, we just had Rome. not my quince. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about your sweet you had sixteen. Rome? We had Rome on the show. I know. I saw pictures. I love Rome. And you guys worked together. We did. How was how was that working on that on that show? How to get away with murder? Yes. Yes. That was the coolest coolest time 
ever because I mean, I've been a Viola fan since Viola has been on television. Like she's just a powerhouse and they tell you never meet your heroes, right? So I was terrified. I was like, if she's like not nice, like what am I gonna do with myself? Like I'm gonna be like terrified. And we were waiting to get on set and the PA was like, oh, we're just gonna wait for Viola. I was like, wait, what? We're, <laughs> like, we're gonna walk together? <laughs> yeah. She's gonna be cool with walking with like some new person that no, no, no one knows. And she is everything you want her to be and more. Like she's the most incredible human. And actually, um, besides that Rome, like Rome and I hit it off right away. And I used to always give him all of the mess because he would be like, oh, I don't know if we're gonna rap in time and I got, I'm gonna miss a workout. And like my like my trainer's gonna be like mad and like, oh, I gotta work out and work out today. And I was like, oh no. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sad for you. Like that's so, that's horrible. I used to always give him that. Cause like, I was like, you're so fit. Really, you're gonna miss a workout and what, yeah. die? Like he was so much fun. And I he used to hate me because I used to always get Post Malone songs in his head. Mm. It, always he would get so mad what was i remember what the song was um you probably think that you are better, better now. now i used better to always now. do that and he used to be like <laughs> he used to get so mad at me but we had such a good time but um what you know to go to a darker place it was really tough for me because um i was on that show and i was about eight weeks before my wedding and my mom had a major heart attack wow and i had to say no to one of the biggest episodes that i would have had with viola wow. like i we were supposed to have a whole argument it was going to be like incredible and then this happened and i said no to the episode because i was like i gotta be with my mom like there's no you know there's not an option and i thought they were going to write me off the show like they didn't owe me anything and they ended up like working things out bringing me back like they were asking how i was doing like they were incredible wow but it was a, it was really really tough that's that's uh so they just did they write it around that they had to keep that scene with another actor because Got they it. needed to get that specific scene but they didn't write my character write my character off like oh, I, right, I came right, back right. and right. like I ended up not, I was supposed to do more and couldn't because I was doing on my block. It's like at the same time. Wow. And now my block was like, no, like you, like they're my first position. Like I have to do the show. But I was like, I want to do it. Yeah. So I was like 15 and then a paralegal at the same time. It was wow. very interesting. I remember, yeah, I remember watching you in, in that show. I was so sassy. I was so mean. <laughs> I loved it. You did great. You did <laughs> amazing you. On, on, that, you. on that on that uh for my like these were my lines. No. Absolutely. Why? Like those are my lines. I'm so glad that you thought I did great. But you did. I mean your your your, your presence oh, was felt. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. And I'm not just saying that cuz you know, you're in front of me and you look amazing today. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. I paid him to say that. You know, uh, you're telling me like uh, you you appreciate um, when someone compliments you. So I'm, I love compliments. I'm picking up on that. It's my favorite thing. In the world. I hope I'm doing well. I'm always like, no, please. <laughs> no, stop. More. Uh, you know this uh, this year now in 2022, uh, and and for let's say the next coming year, where do you see yourself, and what do you see yourself doing? Ooh. More of. I want to do more film. I just finished a short film with Annie Gonzalez and hopefully we'll be able to make that a feature. Amazing. Yes, I am. What doing, film is that? Can you tell us? It's, yes, it's called Illegally Brown. Amazing. It's fantastic. It's directed and written by uh, Gabby Luogo and she's insane. I don't know if you've ever looked at her yeah. work. She's amazing. 
and it was just the best two days of our life like annie and i have known each other for a minute but we've only kind of like interacted a little bit and then being on set we were like sisters yeah automatically i've i've never felt that kind of like chemistry with somebody right off the bat and her and i just hit it off and it, it came out really great so i'm really hopeful that it turns out to be a full feature and we play sisters so that's helpful but and then there's another short film that i can't talk about yet but i will be doing that soon and hopefully a second season of batman unburied uh for spotify amazing and i would like to get to another place with the projects that i'm developing we're just like one step away from it being like legitimate thing so hopefully all of the things i love that i love is that enough i'm raising a human um i might start a garden no i'm not i'm really bad at gardening you don't have a green thumb i don't you can you can grow into it why you see all these plants behind me they're beautiful are they real yes they're real yeah they don't look real yeah they're real are they real guys they are you water them they can coat well they, i water them you water them they're in pebbles yeah there's grass there's, there's soil it. under that so i say that because i would kill every single plant that would step into this room until you hired somebody no and then i, I just learned how to like you know take care of them and be a good plant plant dad but that's like you prepping to be a, a dad dad maybe maybe i went straight to the actual human <laughs> so if you can take care of an actual human then you'll be fine with a plant no no <laughs> no i just let other people be better at that than me do like you, have, you. <laughs> do you have space for maybe like a little garden i do but the yes. house that we're at right now is like pebbles and it's like not green like i want like a like that's another thing i want to do in the next year i want to move but not downtown Coming to downtown. I'm not coming to downtown. I would like a lawn and like a fence and a parking space. Mm. This doesn't have any of that. You mean you don't like to just drive around for 15 minutes looking for parking? No. And it's here, so uh, much fun. Uh, <laughs> you like big rigs just showing up no, randomly in the middle no. of, of the night? No, no that's okay. Okay. That's okay. All right, I also well, like to like drive away from where I work. You know what I mean? A lot of the things we do is downtown or in Hollywood. I like to like get away from it it's balance you know it's all about balance it is about balance it's about uh peace of mind yeah it's about having a good health healthy mental health working on that yeah what do you do to take care of your mental health i used to smoke weed um not anymore i'm breastfeeding i'm a mom so i guess i've had to tame that down a little bit um i meditate i pray i'm a very spiritual person and i write those are probably my main things i probably should do more like see a therapist but i haven't done that yet i know i need to but i feel like i know everything that's wrong with me which is probably not smart <laughs> but I, I started doing therapy in the middle of, of the pandemic that that's probably the perfect time to do that too and and i mean it's never too late no 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 right? i will i will i and, need it um you know, I, I, I think it's it's helped me immensely with a lot of things. And like you said, I mean, even if, if you're aware of, of what you can improve on or, you know, what you, you know, where certain things stem from. I, yeah. I think that's my father. I get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hence the weed. Yeah. But no, I think yeah. that that would be very you know helpful. I, I always we always talk about it on the show. 
Yeah. Um, because we uh, feel it's important for, you know, people like us to that, that are in front and that have platform that are in front of a camera um, who people know and follow um, to talk about it. Absolutely. You know? um, Especially in our culture, because it's so not talked about. Yep. Yep. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, it, it, I grew up in a traditional Mexican household and, you know, I remember just hearing, you know, no, I'm not crazy. No, estoy loco. You know, I don't have, I don't need that. Um, so honestly that was sort of instilled in me mm -hmm. and I'm like, yeah, well I'm not crazy. So why should I do therapy? Um, and, but then, you know, as you, you grow up and you figure life out and you're like, yeah. Hey, this is. This is the move. And, and it was the move. And it continues. So I do it once a week. That's great. And um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a beautiful thing that uh, just to get to know yourself, you know, better. I'm all about self-improvement. Absolutely. And we take care of everything else. So, you know, that kind of goes hand in hand. Absolutely. Uh, I want to talk about how you have been blowing up on TikTok. Me and my 4.2 million followers? No. Yeah. <laughs> how 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 is that? How did that come about? When when you how did you start TikToking? I don't. To be honest with you, like I I was so against TikTok for so long, and then people would send me TikToks, and I would just find myself like obsessed with watching different TikToks. It's like I could be doing this forever. Like this is like until you get to that one that's like, hey, stop scrolling. You've been scrolling for too long. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, and I just like keep going. But um, my husband loves TikTok. I think our entire text threads are just TikToks we've sent each other. Like we don't even talk anymore. I'm like, you're in the next room. Why are you sending me this? Um, so then I was like, I mean, I wouldn't mind making some. I have so many like BTS videos of on my block. Yeah. So I started doing that. And then it was so funny because like all my comments are like, Wait, isn't that Jasmine? Or no, she's on Living Maddie. No, she's Jasmine. No, she's like, just like the cons were so funny. And I was like, I didn't get into this. But I was like, am I too old for those? Is there like a 30s TikTok? And like there is. There's a TikTok for everything. Yeah. Like there's like an entire like hype house for like seniors that are like in their 60s. It's wow. brilliant. It's amazing. Um, so I just kind of, you know, I think as a in the industry and as like a filmmaker, you can kind of play around. Yeah. And I think that's why this generation specifically is so lucky because if they want to get into it like pick up your phone go do a tiktok like do an instagram like you can make things happen for yourself yeah and that like i wish we had that actually i don't because my eyebrows were horrible when i was that age <laughs> and i would never want that seen by millions of people yeah, yeah. but other than that it's really smart We're, your eyebrows look great now thank you i was you fishing see? add that add that to the compliment thank list you. of the day mm. Uh, you know, I think I think it's such a we're just talking about that with a with a group of friends yesterday how how TikTok has has changed the game. Yeah, I mean Instagram did right, and then now Instagram is trying then, to catch up. Yeah, yeah, and then you know now TikTok is is sort of uh, giving opportunities to a lot of people. I've gotten them, and and uh, you know I feel like on top of your craft mm -hmm. now you have like this this other. Uh, Hashtag paid partnership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's the best. That's that's that's, that's the move. Oh yeah, you know? I will use your lotion. I will use your body scrub. Give it to me. I will make a video about it. Yeah, I got no shame. Yeah, and you know your your uh, your TikTok now. Um, do you do you feel like it's a, it's a job at times to to create content? Um. I do and I don't. I think it's important to stay relevant. Yeah. I don't feel the same pressures. I think that maybe somebody younger does. 
I think because it's still based on like how much I care and on a daily basis, I literally make them for fun. It blew up and I've been approached by like companies and stuff. And if I like the company or whatever, I will, I will absolutely do it. Yeah. But I still make them for fun. I still, I, if there's a trend I really like, like I'll jump on it. Um, I love being self-deprecating, which is probably something I should talk to a therapist about, <laughs> but like, I love that kind of thing. So yeah. I like TikTok for that reason. Um, I was making a ton of TikToks about Selena and then I like circled back because I watched a TikTok about how you shouldn't post about your kid that much. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. So like I stopped doing that. I learned a lot from TikTok, uh, but I have fun with it. I try not to take it too seriously. I try not to take too many things too seriously. You don't feel pressured to to create content on TikTok. Only to speak. maybe stay relevant yeah. if you're not working. Yeah. Um, but I, at the same time, I would say I don't feel pressure to make content. I feel pressure to make content that's going to go viral or going to get a lot of likes. And I think that I've struggled with that with Instagram. Mm. I'm like, I don't know what like the cool like picture like vibe or aesthetic is because I don't really have an aesthetic because again for me it's like all about being organic mm -hmm. and like I see people that are like my entire aesthetic is just gray marble and that <laughs> is it and I just I'm not that girl like I just yeah. am not into that like yeah. I like a lot of different things and I like posting about different things I don't want to have to think about that mm -hmm. so that's the only thing is kind of like the society looking in and going oh but it, that didn't get as many likes as my last one did am I a failure I hate that this generation has to think like that or like how many followers do you have? Cause that's your value in life. Right. But do you feel like that helps you in, in your, like having a, a big following on, on social platforms that helps you with, with your career? I wanted it to, <laughs> like, I wanted it to kind of give me a leg up. Like, oh, like if you're doing this movie, well, I have all these like followers, does that help? Because I've had friends that have gone on, gone on auditions and they've asked their social media following. I've never had anybody ask me that, but I've been ready to give that answer if that yeah. was gonna help or give me anything. But it really hasn't. I think it, if for the most part, it's helped with brand deals, yeah. but not with, with roles, no. Uh, unless it's something behind the scenes and I didn't know about it. You know, you kind of went viral with your, um with your Jennifer Lopez tweet the other day. I know. Oh my God, I hope she doesn't so hate me. So for those that don't know, you oh want to break it down for us? JLo, don't quick? hate me. It was just a joke. I love you <laughs> so much. You're like everything to me. Um, so she had taken, she's on her honeymoon and her beautiful honeymoon, her beautiful family. And she took, a, <laughs> she's everything. She took a picture with her Birkin, her red alligator Birkin on the ground. And like, if I thought it was a Latino thing, but apparently it's like an every immigrant thing. If you don't put your purse on the ground, because it's not, it's it's bad luck. Like yeah. the devil will come and take your money. Yeah. And I had said, like, did this trigger any other Latina? And I got a lot of responses. And I was even thinking, I was like, she'll never see this. And like, hey, me secretly. I don't know if she saw it, but it got reposted a lot of times <laughs> on different like Latino outlets that I'm sure she follows. <laughs> no, she hates me. But yeah, so no, it got, it went pretty big, but it's true. You know, and I, I found out that, you know, a lot of cultures feel that way. You don't put your purse on the floor. Yeah. I just wanted someone to Photoshop like a little table, <laughs> and put it on the table. And like Ben was taking a picture. He couldn't hold your purse. Right. It was, it was, it was a, a quick little. You don't know that. Moment. You don't know that. It you don't know like how it. long it was. It looked like it from a picture. You know how long <laughs> the purse was on the floor. There was no oh, dust on the purse, so I'm sure it was only there for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a quick. Don't do that to me. She's gonna hate me. That that was hilarious, and uh, no, I, I think that's that's super awesome that that you that you're you know you're 
your comedy, your your brand, your personality um, is is uh, expressed through your social media pages, and that people you know are are loving you on on social as as much as they do on on the big screen. And it means know? a lot and, to me. I also like to communicate with my fans that way because um, I've seen like how one like uh, to something they say, how much that'll make somebody's day. Oh, yeah. And that means everything to me because, again, I'm only here because of them. So I, 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 people always act like if you get a check mark or if you have a million followers, you don't see things and you don't see tweets and comments and I'm too big for this. I will never be too big for that. I feel like it's like people are so weird. I love like, that. You know, I'm too cool for school. And I'm like, nah, you like... You wake up every day, you go to sleep, you like, you know what I mean? I was going to get vulgar, but I won't because I care for you. Thank you. But it's like Thank we're all human. You. Thank you, Fred. <laughs> but we're, we're all <laughs> our, our editing exactly. team, Fred. I'm thinking about you, Fred. Thanks you. But it's true. It's like we're all human and it's like I, I know what it's like to be that fan and what yeah. that would do for me if somebody that I cared for or looked up to like something I said. Yeah. What if J-Lo liked that tweet? I would die because I would think it was like passive aggressive. <laughs> right? Because I do that too. If someone gives me like a mean tweet, I'm like, oh, I liked it. Loved it. <laughs> and she's like, we'll never work with you. I'm like, no. She's only liking it to like, yeah, maybe. To, to save. She liked something I tweeted a few years ago, but it was because I like called her out and said like, you know, I love you. Maybe she'll remember that. Yeah. No. No. You know what? Uh, uh, before we go into this next uh, phase here, uh, there's been a lot of times mm -hmm. when our guests here talk about working with someone uh, or being on a film or being on different things, and it's happened. Really? Hey, I want to collaborate with Rihanna. Hey, I want to... And it's happened, so just putting it out there. J-Lo, Jega. Let's make it happen. Simpatico. Simpatico. I gave it a good accent and you had to like make it doing my best here. See, my reference was was uh, Justin Timberlake in Bad Teacher. Have you seen that movie? Nobody quotes that movie. <laughs> I just need you to know you are the only person that's quoting that Listen, movie. It was. Oh, my God. It was on the other day. Oh, my, so you felt the need to quote it? I was working. Nobody who worked on that movie is quoting that movie. <laughs> I was working. Wow. I, I just happened to have the TV on. <laughs> Justin Timberlake was singing a song called Simpatico. Wow. And it just stuck to my head. You're like, you remind me of my mom who said, went to say Owen Wilson. She goes, the guy from Shanghai Lights. I go, Owen Wilson has been in so many things. You're going to say the guy from Shanghai Nights. <laughs> Not Shanghai Moon, even. Yeah. The, the sequel. Y'all are a mess. Hey, listen. Uh, multifaceted Justin Timberlake. Oh, I thought you were going to say me. <laughs> sure, we can talk about Justin Timberlake. All right, so are you ready? Are you ready for Rapid Fire? Oh, no. With Jessica Marie. Okay, let's do it. Can I plead the fifth on everything? <laughs> a million dollars or a million followers. Additional. A million dollars. Okay. I want a million followers? Maybe. Do I get a dollar for every follower? I mean, maybe more brand deals? I mean, no. No? I could get a million dollars or more work. That's weird. I just think like followers is just such a weird thing to say. Okay. Final answer? 
yeah, but like, does something happen to me? Does are you doing like a thing that makes me a narcissist or something? If I say a million dollars over a million followers, no. If, okay, this scares your, me. Your seat will—it's—it's it's an ejector seat. Yeah. If you—if you answer wrong, <laughs> favorite Spanish word, coño, coño, salsa or merengue, salsa. Greatest rapper of all time. Oh God, that's. Mm. I was going to say something that no one's going to agree with. Um, Justin I, Timberlake? No. Stop with your love with Justin Timberlake. You J, can quote... JT forever. You can, <laughs> no, I was actually going to say something funny. I was like, well, I, I used to really, really love him. I used to be a really big Ludacris fan. Luda. But I'm not going to say he's my favorite rapper. Um, maybe he is. Yeah, I'm going to do something different and younger. I'm going to say J. Cole. J. Cole. Mm -hmm. Nice. Favorite singer of all time? Selena. Mm. By the way, I think that's really cute. Thank you. That you name your daughter that. Thank you. I actually got permission from Suzette, too. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, not permission. I told her afterwards, but she was really like, she gave a blessing. That's beautiful. Favorite piece of tech that you currently use? Of tech phone computer i mean um probably my phone that's not a very good answer but my phone yeah i don't have like a i don't i don't have like a switch or something <laughs> or like an ipad i'm old game boy i used to have oh i loved my game boy that block though with the green screen where you could play wario mm. that was my everything so your phone and tetris yeah i like that do you is that really a very original answer i wish i had something to it's tell a you. common one yeah, because what do you what tech do you have? A phone, a computer, like who else is people? What are people saying? Air fryer. That's tech. <laughs> I'm Believe thinking it or not, someone did say that once. Really? Yes. I would say I more like, things like that, but I think tech has like something yeah. with like a screen on yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. Thank you. You got that. You answer don't say right. that enough. <laughs> <laughs> Men don't say that enough, right? right? What's a nickname of yours that no one really knows about. No one really knows about. I will say I don't like being called Jesse. That's like some like I'm a Jess. I'm not Jesse. And the only people allowed to say that are my mom, pretty much. Uh, she's the only one that gets. But then it's Jesse, you know. Uh, that's pretty much. My mom calls me, or she calls me uh, Lady J. Lady J. Mm-hmm. That's really it i'm always jess or jessica not too many people give me nicknames lady j i'm gonna find one on the way home and be like ah oh, i should have said that people call me that where does lady j stem from i have no idea she's just always called me lady j your your rapper days yes because i might be a horrible singer but my rap ability but you got bars no it's like me and jadena like we're like just like chilling <laughs> rapping to each other no well um Lady J, I want to thank you for coming. No, it's over. To Mondo and Friends. <laughs> but you're invited here anytime. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you so, so much. Uh, I know that you, you've done a lot in your career already. And I know that you're only starting. You've just scratched the surface. Yeah, I wish you a, a lot of continued success. Thank you. And uh, lots of love and wealth uh, for you and your, and your family and your little Selena. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was amazing. Thank you. And congratulations to you and all of you.
season three that's amazing season three that's a big deal thank you thank you thank you yeah for sure uh i, I really mean that you you're welcome here anytime and uh we gotta we gotta grab some food sometime yeah. and hang out <laughs> breaking some quinceaneras together hey <laughs> whatever <laughs> no <laughs> i will never let that go you were not invited that is hey, so listen, messed that was, up that was cool okay we had so a, who? we had a, we had like a like a I mean, we had a, a an Yo, un, you, unofficial dancing salsa crew. You need to write a wedding crashers, but a quinceanera crasher. You need to write that. Make that happen. I love that. Because that's hilarious. I love that. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Exclusive. J-Lo is not producing it, though. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> Jessica Marie Garcia. Make some noise for her, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you so much for watching and listening to Mondo and Friends Season 3, presented by Verizon.